0: Hey, check it out. What's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Let me uh, see if I can record this. It doesn't look like it, but that's okay. If I get a little bit from you, a little bit more sound, I can check out my levels.
1: A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, O, M, N, O,
0: P. Rock and roll. That should do it.
1: Okay. Sure. <clears throat> well, all right. Well,
0: Matthew Miller, you're on the Nuclear Knucklehead Show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Am I not the uh, very first guest you've ever had?
0: Uh, yes, you are. You are the... Uh, the wow. inaugural wow
1: uh so this is the whole 9 yards this is a, this is inaugural and the uh wow uh what a privilege um uh, wow what a privilege uh <laughs> oh. so what uh what possessed you to uh ask me on anyway i guess
0: well i'd uh was encouraged by uh, the Iron Show, Mr. Johnny McMahon, the crazy man himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Johnny is the crazy man. That's uh, no doubt about that. So, he told me that you're like the longest listener to the to the French. Is that right? I,
0: uh, I believe so, yeah. There might have been a couple ahead of me. I'm probably the only one that's still listening. I remember him back when he was with uh, Rick. And um, boy, that was a show. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I never. That was before me. I didn't. I wasn't aware of uh, them doing shows together, Rick. So by the time that that Johnny found me, uh, he had already stopped doing that. So, but I think, if I remember correctly, there was a couple of times when he and i guessed it on the iron show together if i remember right
0: oh yeah yeah that does uh i think i'm pretty sure johnny's the one that i heard you on and you blew my mind i remember um i don't know if it was the first time but uh it might have been rabbi mike or mm. somebody like that and he was talking about some uh scripture in hebrew and he had talked about it a moment, and then you would uh, mention that you know that he w- was getting it wrong because he had missed a jot or a, a tittle <laughs> over some letter and uh, <clears throat> and you know he had never noticed it before <laughs> yeah. so I was like, "Wow." And I was, yeah
1: like, that, that usually takes people by surprise. I'm pretty intimate when it comes to the scripture i i don't play around with it i know it
0: yeah that just you know like i said i was like wow this guy right here you know and i remember that also that you know when you were grown up you had uh, the bible you know i guess the king james version and um the uh oh and the encyclopedia britannica
1: that's right. I have we had two sets. We had one set of Encyclopedia Britannica, the other was the uh, uh World Book Encyclopedia.
0: And I was like, "Wow." You know, that was quite impressive. But then um listen to you talking with Johnny and just both of you together sometimes it just blew my mind, you know, like uh talking about the verses having, you know, three different meanings. <laughs> like whoa, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, um, that usually takes a lot of people by surprise when they sit down uh, with me. They they think they know a lot about the Bible, and well, I, and a lot of them do. But then I take it to the next level, <laughs> and usually, you know, usually from there on out, years later, they'll be emailing me questions about the Bible because. Really, I'm the only one like that. If you want to know what it says, I'm going to tell you exactly what it says with, with without commentary. I'm just going to tell you what it says, and you just have to deal with it, you know, yourself. It's it's not my prerogative to interpret it to you. I just tell you like it is. and uh, So that, that usually takes people by quite a surprise.
0: Yeah, and uh, so, like, one of my... I wonder if you had a uh, biblical answer to this it's not really about a scripture but it's you know sometimes when I sit down and read the Bible it makes perfect sense and then sometimes Mm -hmm. it is totally Greek and I'm like I just should just put this down now
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, well that's because the Holy Spirit has to play a role in that and uh, this has happened to me my whole life um And it should be pretty familiar with everybody because everything is only beautiful in its time. Thus saith the Lord. That's what God says. Everything is only beautiful in its time. And if you are copying an attitude or you're not um, familiar enough with the scriptures or, or, you know, um, you're just not in the right place in your life, you're not going to understand it. You just won't. He'll just hide it from you. And uh, uh, when the time is right, you'll get it. You will get it. The, the only thing required is you have to believe it. Once you believe what it says, eventually you will understand it. Um, I found that to be the case over the entire swath of my life with everybody I've encountered. Now, most people, whenever they first get in contact with me, or, or perhaps they wind up in my Sunday school classroom or something like that, a lot of them think they believe the Bible when they don't they they really have never put themselves to the task and you know you'll ask them well so if you believe the Bible then you don't believe in evolution right and most of them well, well yeah I believe that you don't believe the Bible I mean it's one or the other so a lot of people uh, uh, their faith is you know lines of of well, in name only. I mean, they they say they believe it, but not really with the rubber hits the road. You ask them so. You believe that, you know, uh, there was a great flood. Well, I don't believe that. There was a universal local flood. So, some people, a lot of people, uh, they say they believe the flood, but they really don't.
0: Right. <clears throat> uh, and uh, I- I've experienced that. And luckily, you know, I believe, and um, so you know, at this point, I guess. But I, I do understand that, you know, that that sometimes, though, I'm like, okay, and, you know, and I'll put it down. I'm like, I realize my head ain't right at that moment, but I do and, believe. Oh yeah.
1: Well, you know, that's that's what you should that's what you should expect if you believe it. And you're not understanding it. It's just not the right time. You will give it time. You you will understand it. You're just not in the right place yet. You're not old enough yet. You're not. You haven't had certain experiences that God needs you to have before you can understand it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> we can talk about scriptures here tonight that well, I don't necessarily understand. Oh, I believe them. You can take them to the bank. That's for sure. But do I understand?
0: fully what they mean not quite right and uh, you know some of my non-believer friends will you know always bring up the contradictions and things like that and i'm like well <laughs> if you're getting a contradiction you're not reading it right you're not really on yeah. board with what's going on here
1: right they're Look, you can find... <laughs> you can drive Mack trucks through all the holes in English translations. Let's take it to the Hebrew. Let's take it to the Greek. No, sorry. It's bulletproof.
0: Right, yeah. And I'm with you on that. You're the one that made me believe in... You know, you gave me... I you know, um, I don't know, some extra faith, maybe. Like, you know, I'm like, okay. I, You know, sometimes, you know... Uh, you look for those teachers those people that can guide you and and you're one of those that right away from the beginning i'm like okay this guy's for real this is not some snake oil salesman going on here
1: well that's that's another thing that usually takes people by complete surprise with me i don't i'm not trying to sell you anything i have nothing to sell you i I'm point blank in your face, point blank range, and I just pull the trigger right in your chest. This is the way it is, and I'm not here to fluff you. I'm not interested in fluffing you, because God didn't fluff me. Um, Most of the time, he took me out to the woodshed and let me have it, Uh, but (laughs) as far as fluff, uh, no, I never got any of that. So, yeah, that, that takes a lot of people by surprise, because a lot of people inherently know that a lot of preachers and teachers are in fact snake oil salesmen, and they really are.
0: Yeah, I <clears throat> I'm aiming to that.
1: <laughs> and that's too bad. But it, it really is the truth. So most people, especially those people that, that are not inside the church, they have every good reason to not trust a preacher or a teacher, and uh, that's just what it's what it's come to nowadays.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah, I tell my friends about you know having discernment to to know better. That's part and, of the holiness, I guess, or the Holy Spirit.
1: Well, that's that's really the most important thing. I mean, all that I can do with with the Bible, all I have done with the Bible, is insignificant compared to what you just mentioned about the Holy Spirit guiding and directing your every move because this is a this is a most grandiose chessboard in front of us called creation and at the end of the day you have either been called according to God's purpose or you haven't and you have to choose that every single day I mean let's just take for instance at, at work today. I had the opportunity to uh, screw off for about 12 minutes because I wasn't supposed to leave until 5. I was done with my job. I could just screw off for, you know, it was about 12 minutes. Did I? No. No, I went and clocked out, and yeah, I'm going to be short on my paycheck, but that's the way it is. I'm not going to be... Uh, tempted with 12 minutes of screwing off on somebody else's time that I didn't earn, because you could take this to the bank. Everything I've ever done, I earned it. (laughs) Rock and roll. Rock
0: and roll.
1: So, you know, life has to be lived, and it can only be lived uh, with thoughtful prayer about what God wants you to do. And that by far outweighs everything that I know about the Bible itself.
0: Well, I want to get into some uh, of some of the things that I've thought over the years and talked to with friends and different uh, people and never quite got I don't know what I was looking for. Maybe someone on the same page as me or show me how really wrong i am here and the first one will be right up in the beginning with genesis and you know as a child at 10 reading it i was like is there two creations you know is there two different atoms and two different e's or am i getting this all wrong and i never quite got like a a solid answer since i was 10 on that question
1: (laughs) you never got a solid answer what wow, Uh, you never got a solid answer as to whether there was two creations,
0: huh? Well, yeah, and that, yeah, I I suppose. You know, the way I read it, it seemed like the story of Adam and Eve kind of came in twice.
1: Well, it certainly does appear that way. Uh, When you read the second chapter, well, the first chapter is very categorical in its approach. It tells you the order. Now not only does it tell you uh, a sequence of events those sequence of events are chronological and that doesn't necessarily have to be the case with well, let's, let's talk about things like um, the book of Revelation is full of sevens, right? There are seven trumpets, there are seven vials uh, those things could be sequential they, they could be uh, happening at the same exact time and they're overlapping. So, when we look at it that way, uh, the first chapter of Genesis is categorically sequential. So, these things happened in this order and that, looking at it, it has to happen that way. You see that uh, if it weren't for the vegetation first providing the habitation of oxygen for us because when you look at the plainness of the text, you realize that, well, we breathe oxygen, and the plants and vegetation, they do the exact opposite. They filter out, and they uh, uh, breathe what we exhaust. So every time we exhale, that's what the plants breathe. So we needed that scrubber system uh, that they use on every submarine. I mean, that's how you're able to exist below the depths is... Uh, they use scrubbers to uh, uh, clean the air and transfer it back into a breathable uh, medium well this is exactly what the vegetation does so when you look at the plainness of the text you realize it's very mechanical and this is what God did this is how he did it and then you realize that there is a uh, period of time when everything is good this this magical time Um, but the one thing that fell short of this perfect creation was there was no helpmate for the pinnacle of creation man the one thing that had been made in God's own image did not have a way to propagate man was eternal he couldn't have children it was a dead issue he was literally a dead issue And life is a dead issue until you have the generation of gender. It becomes a beautiful thing. Then you have this whole thing mimicked in creation where there was uh, uh, God said, let there be light, and the light was divided from the darkness. This this, This whole schemata that he has going on here, it's then that it is beautiful and not before then. So The Bible's not trying to say that, no, there were two different creations and two different creation events. That's not what it's trying to say. It tells you categorically this is how it was designed. This is how it was created. Man was the top of that creation. He was designed specifically to not only care for the vegetation and the animals. He was literally the caretaker of creation, and he was given dominion over it. And yet, and yet, he did not have a way to, to propagate himself, to propagate that which was beautiful. He couldn't do it by himself. The the only way he could have done it is for God to have gone the next step and made him able to create. And this he did not do. This is why this is such a... a A blasphemous act that we have in the book of revelation where uh, the Assyrian false prophet of course breathes life into the image of the beast he's able to give life this is exactly what Adam could not do so in order to make this perfect in order to make it uh, a, a very good ...and make it a beautiful thing... ...well it's just like the morning... ...and just like the evening... ...it's just like everything else... ...it's just like the land... ...and just like the water... ...it took... ...a... a ...substantial amount of... ...well... ...jerry-rigging the whole process... ...to make it beautiful... ...so that man could have dominion... ...yet he would know that he is not... ...the Lord his God... ...he is created... ...and he who sitteth upon the throne is the creator, it's that way so this is a huge separation that does not get breached that threshold does not get breached until the Assyrian false prophet, it is he that crosses that barrier and he becomes well something else something different, we won't call him a creator, but he is able to breathe life into that image so When you back up and look at it mechanically and scientifically, it makes sense that it had to be this way. It had to be this way. So, naturally, when you go to Genesis uh, chapter 3, you have no idea how much time expired between the two. You have no idea. Right. Well, the main reason for that is they weren't experiencing time as you and I do.
0: Right. I listened to you you and Aaron one night talking about that, and <laughs> I was like, whoa! But yeah, would you go into that for me again, and the listeners?
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have to realize that before the fall, you did not experience the progression of time. <clears throat> did not happen. So, he was created eternal, and that aspect of the divine being uh, uh, above this temporal limitation was quite simply broken in two let me say that again, it was broken in two so Eve being a part of Adam, she also was eternal in her propagation forward through time, they could not go backward in time, but they were eternal in their propagation forward constantly and consistently accomplishing God's will it wasn't until the fall that they entered into what you and I know to be well uh, chronological uh, restraint they grew old they died Uh, they were evicted from the garden uh, that special place that well we can't even begin to fathom even on a physical level what that must have been like so, literally speaking, before that time, they would just cycle through. They did not grow old. They were literally at the apex of their physical being, which uh, for Adam, that probably would have been about 18 years old. And of course, for, uh, for Eve, that would have been about 24. We've known that for quite some time, that the pinnacle of the human condition is for males, it's about 18, and women is 24. They stayed there. They would have stayed there. If they had not fallen. If they would not have violated. uh, uh, That covenant. To be created. According to God's purpose. And fulfill that purpose. And of course they had no idea what was coming. Especially Eve had no idea. What was coming. But. But. Uh, it is amazing to think about that this is where we're going back to. This is how it's going to be during the millennial reign of Christ when he comes back and reconfigures, recharges, or resets creation for that thousand year reign of Christ. Uh, uh, we will not grow old. We will not uh, uh, have this restriction upon us to wear down entropy will no longer apply to those that have been saved through the sacrifice of Christ's blood his blood will well it will give us a get out of jail free card so to speak so it's, it's pretty amazing to look at it like that, that that's really why we're going through the tribulation is to get back to that garden to get back to that stasis Uh, where at least those who are saved uh, are able to enjoy that and it is the reversal of Eve's choice Eve chose to sin but you can undo this through Christ by choosing not to sin it's that simple so the reconfiguration that's going to go on after the tribulation is really quite wonderful because we all know that uh, the oldest person mentioned in the, Bible, uh, in the Bible is Methuselah of course and he didn't make it a thousand years that's the whole rhyme and reason behind that set of time that millennial reign being a perfect thousand years so that we know we're back to that perfect environment
0: now there's like uh, was there two fellas that got to go to heaven without dying on earth
1: well a lot of people uh, most certainly uh, say that uh, Elijah was certainly one of them was he not right Uh, it says that literally uh, he was taken in a fiery chariot up to uh, heaven Uh, so a lot of a lot of Jewish Jewish myths have uh, sprung up around this simple fact they think that he's a great angel in heaven right now um is neither here nor there Uh, we know that he came back uh, no doubt about it because when Christ was transfigured uh, there he was Elijah was there for that transfiguration so many people uh, think that Elijah was actually something else he was something different Um, and I and my son have have put forth a lot of public theories that really, really caused uh, a lot of excitement uh, behind the scenes, especially with people in a couple of institutions of, of higher learning. It blew their mind when they realized that this is may very well be the reason why uh, it's promised that uh, Elijah would come back before the tribulation, when you realize that Something dastardly could have very well happened in that garden because Eve may very well have been pregnant, and this could have been uh, uh, this this child prophetically uh, would have been the perfect human. It would have literally been perfect. Right. Uh, so it, it may very well be possible that Elijah wasn't like the rest of us from the very beginning. Um. Which, you say that, and that has a tendency to blow people's minds away, too.
0: Well, I would always um, use that. (laughs) I would tell people, I was like, you know, honestly, as a guy that follows Jesus and God, that, you know, I was like, my goal really is to not die here. That God and, and Jesus would just be like, wow, old Bentley Craig, it's knucklehead here. He did it. He figured it out. And I'm like, you know, I'm far from that happening to me. But, you know, that overall, since, you know, as a kid, that's kind of been my goal was to be, you know, that kind of righteousness that, you know, God could just say, hey, man, you get to come on up. Now, I know it doesn't say anything like that in the Bible, I don't think, you know, about promising that kind of contract or whatever, but that you know when i'm talking to an atheist or something you know and i bring that up i'm like you know you know that's where i'm trying to get is to be like jesus
1: well that's that's pretty interesting that that you would say that that you're hoping that you get to that place where you know you're on the level with god i mean you know you're you're literally a man after his own heart and he might decide to you know come snatch you up i on the other hand i've always looked at it kind of different than you um i have always wanted to be like shadrach meshach and abednego where i'm like look dude it's my time to go let's look at the watch all right let's check out let's let's put our dukes up and get this thing on (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) right well that is uh also kind of where you're going there with my faith over the years and um and I put a lot of faith in God, you know, when those uh, situations have arose where somebody had to say no, and I'm like, uh, really? It's got to be me? <laughs> 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 I got to be the one, God? All right. And then, you know, through my military career, I remember them, they told me, you know, with a lot of cuss words, that I would have been a great soldier if I could have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hear you on that, I hear you on that. Uh, you know it's 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 funny how people have their own perspective on what what their hero in the Bible is and what that looks like and what the perfect Christian is. And there's no doubt about it that both people mentioned uh, or well one's a group, but no one would doubt that you know uh, Elijah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all right up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, God was pleased with them, and I think that's where everybody wants to go. And I think that's really what you're trying to say is, it would be cool if just for one day, just for one afternoon, just for one hour, even one minute, to know for sure that he was pleased with you.
0: Right. But well, I can feel that, yeah. And sometimes I, I get a feeling, like, you know, a little pat on the back. And, I you know, it's a, a different world. Like, when I lived in Oregon, I didn't run into a lot of Christians. I ran into a lot of witches and warlocks or wizards. And um, one day, a guy at work came up to me, and he was like, Hey, man, uh, I heard you talking about Jesus. He's like, I don't hear anybody talking about that. And, you know, when he had mentioned that there was just a bunch of witches. Now, I even had a witch when I was uh you know, a so called witch. I don't know. I don't you know, I know it's in the Bible. And I don't really anyway, this lady she did not like me coming in her house. As soon as I walked in she kicked me out. <laughs> she said that I had, you know, that faith in Jesus and God and And I was with a bunch of, you know, friends of hers. And uh, And that just kind of blew a few of their minds.
1: That she immediately knew that you were different. You weren't like them. Right. And you weren't welcome in her house.
0: (laughs) No, no, I was not welcome. But I... Well... That that fellow, though, I did turn him on, our maintenance man, and I had talked about you know the bible and such and and he had a you know he gave me that same kind of feeling that you gave me and i sent him on to you know to our maintenance man (laughs) Mm. i was like you know i'm glad you're doing this i was like but um you know our maintenance man you know and they struck up a relationship and continued on and this was uh you know this guy was about 25 really yeah the maintenance man was you know my age at the time which was you know 40 something
1: well i'm surprised that you so you're in florida now how did you make that move or you're saying that you was in the military and you just went everywhere no i was uh
0: after i was in the national guard and i went all over the state of west virginia i used to do cheese hauls a lot Uh, Went up to Canada and found out that uh, Canadian generals are exactly the same as American generals. We won't go into that right now, but uh, (laughs) luckily I was a private and there really wasn't much I could do about it. Hmm. But um, I I roamed around America. I went out to uh, Utah and ran in the uh, canyons and was trying to... Discover some history about the uh, ancient American Indians that were around, and uh, <laughs> I did see in one canyon a. Uh, it looked like to me it was a menorah, but it was upside down, and it was ar- yeah, and it was uh, around some painted what I call ghost figures. They were like the painted on ones, not the picked in. they you know, the pictograph not the pecto glyph <laughs> yeah but yeah. So yeah that was a I was like wow and that was in a um, there was also like a, a millstone up there also a big giant boulder that you could tell had been where they had milled out their corn
1: really yeah so you just basically just uh him hauled around the United States. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I kind of lived in
0: uh around real beautiful places and finally I'm settled down now in Florida which is <laughs> really hot.
1: Yeah, I was going to say if you was, had a lot of beautiful places I don't know why you'd wind up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh Oregon's pretty nice. It's
0: uh, really beautiful. Oh, it was. I was up in the uh, Cascades in the Ashland, Oregon area. I was about eight miles up in the mountains. Really?
1: <clears throat> and you're at eight miles up in the Cascades?
0: Yeah, eight miles back, I guess, from...
1: So, let me ask you a trick question. Okay. So, did you see anything funky in the sky?
0: In uh, Oregon, No. But, uh, in a funny twist on that, I, uh, when I first moved into this cabin and I was living in, uh, you know, I could look across the valley and see the, um, uh, the other mountains. I can't think of the name of them. But I walked out that night and, uh, it looked like a actual UFO from the, uh, what was it, the, uh, that old 70s, uh, it' like it looked like a UFO with the collared lights and everything. And uh and I was like, No, no. And it'll blink my eyes a moment and then I realized it was the the ski resort uh, across the valley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've never seen any UFOs, huh?
0: Well, I saw some different kind of crazy lights in um in Utah. Um more like the stars kind of doing crazy things, which you know I spent a lot of time doing that and but when I was up in um Canada, I did see some orbs <laughs> and uh and I was in the military at the time, which I actually went on the books at the time as I didn't see anything,
1: <laughs> really, yeah, now, why is that? Why did you say you didn't see anything?
0: Well, me and the first lieutenant who was in a captain's slot, and I'd never made it above the rank of private. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I made it to E3 for a moment before I was knocked back down because, you know, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Right. I was all, you know, but I had a lot of MOSs or an OJT, and at one point I I couldn't get kicked out because I had too many jobs. <laughs>
1: Gotcha.
0: <laughs> you know. But when uh, the guy that was with me well no what we were up in we were in New Brunswick and we were just uh I was with the transportation company and we were doing before it was GPS we used a map and a compass and we were practicing our you know, our skills and driving out in the middle of the woods and finding a bundle of sticks and throwing it back into five ton or deuce and a half. And marking it and you know, and saying we got this one and we go find another one somewhere. And we happened to see this red I want to say about the size of a beach ball that you kind of see through and it was just hovering across the uh the pine trees just across the top. And I was the co driver and had a map and we followed it I and mean, uh can't remember the guy's name because I never saw him again. <laughs> and um but we followed this thing for a while and we were finally getting off our map and i was him, you know we're not supposed to be off of this map there's a few things i did follow especially when this lt was he had a really bad uh attitude towards me <laughs> gotcha. and um so you know we turn around and he's like well, what are we going to tell the lt and i was like well I'm not telling him I saw an orb and he's like, Well, we're supposed to report anything we'd see too and I was like, Well, no, I'm not telling him I was like, he'll kick me out right here. Right up here in Canada. I will find my own way home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, No And I when we got back I guess he went and told and then I was in I got called in at D L T with these other two guys that were not in military suits but and they didn't really say anything but uh to me except stand there with their arms crossed and uh the lt was just screaming in my face to admit to what i saw with that guy and i was like man, i didn't see anything and i stuck to my story at the time and uh and that was the end of that guy and we never saw him again
1: Really? You never saw him again? No, and
0: he was from my hometown. He was a fellow from the, across the tracks, but, you know, I'd run into him occasionally, and I never saw him. He was never at another guard meeting. Now, anything could have happened, you know what I'm saying, that I wasn't Here. privy to, you know, between then and there. But, you know, everybody else, he wasn't there for everybody else also. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 man, that LT was... Oh... Yeah, I remember telling him. Part of my keeping my mouth shut was telling him that he was a first lieutenant in a captain's slot, and I was like, "And you're not supposed to be." You know, I was like, "Dude, you're at the end of your career." I was like, "You are probably the bigger screw up than me, being in this spot right now where you're at in your career." <laughs> I was like, "You'll be out before I am. I'll still be here. You'll be gone, and that happened." <laughs>
1: And that literally
0: happened. That literally happened. You know, I was, uh, I knew what I could do and couldn't do, and I don't know, I, I could, have, like I said, I probably could, if I would have kept my mouth shut, I probably would have been an officer. Well,
1: <laughs> 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 that is a trip. Um, you know, I've, it's, it, it's pretty interesting uh, that. Nearly 100% of the people in the military I've ever talked to um, have something to report. Literally, I haven't met anybody in the military that while in the military, they didn't see something.
0: Right. And, you know, most of us just kept our mouths shut.
1: Right. Yep. You just, uh, everybody keeps their mouths shut and just accept what's going on when it's obviously not kosher. Yeah. So, so, what do you think it is?
0: You know, I'm not sure, but you know, on another note, I i would say a couple of years later, I'm in West Virginia at the Cabway Lingo. It was a state park camping out, and I would just happened to be outside sleeping on the picnic table because that's how I roll. And uh, I woke up, and there was a smaller red orb that was right beside of me when i woke up and um so i sit up and it's still there i grabbed my sleeping bag and i looked at it and i told i was like look i don't know what you are i'm not into this you don't want to be around me i'm going over here i don't want you following me and you know i went over to another picnic table and laid down and never saw another one
1: so did you see it vanish or you just turned around and walked off and left it there and when you got situated on the next table
0: it was gone right that is that yeah i just ignored it (laughs) walked away
1: turned your back
0: on it that's funny like i'm going over here and i have i I mean i got that kind of faith you know and god that you know hey you know i don't know what it is and i'm not familiar with it in the bible a whole lot so i'm like it can't be something i want to deal with you know because if it's something I, I need to know, it'll let me know. You know, it wasn't like that's I was... Right. I wasn't getting any kind of transmissions into my head. I'm just kind of left hanging, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, generally speaking, you know, if something like that was to happen to me, I'd probably start laughing. I'd be like, really? Uh, wow. Uh, that's the best you can do is a little ball of light. That's really the best you can do. I mean I, put it, I would just start laughing but, but I've had I mean I've I've been pervy to the host of heaven since I was a child so I mean I've just gotten used to what they do and how they do it and but I've gotten well used to you know I guess you would call them the bad guys or whatever what they do and the tricks they play and most of it's quite pathetic uh, you know things like that balls of light or Things like that—it's just really pathetic to me. I mean, he was—it obvi- was obviously trying to scare you, whatever it was, and you just kind of—nah, I'm not—I'm not here to play. I'm just going to go over this other picnic table and go to sleep. I mean, that's the perfect slam. I mean, you realize how much faith you showed because you turned your back on it. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah i wasn't worried
1: about it at all. <laughs> That is hilarious. So, so what about Sasquatch? Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? I mean, come on. If you if you was up kicking around in Oregon, surely you saw a Bigfoot.
0: No, no. Uh, all I, I saw plenty of black bear, and um, I did see. Um, you know, it wasn't anything supernatural. Well, I, I, uh, well, maybe I got another one, but uh, it was like a, it was a bird of prey. It was some kind of raven or not a raven uh, a hawk of some sort it was a big bird but it was missing its head and it was just like laying right smack dab in the middle of the trail one day and at the bottom uh, now on this trail I was going up a uh, canyon wall and kinda doing a in a horseshoe um, uh, I can't think of the word now a slick back or a slide back anyway i'm up higher but where i found it so i'm standing at the top of but at the bottom of this canyon i'd found a bunch of uh like barbie dolls and baby heads and things like that in trees in that same area and then uh at that same time i'd walked on back into um that trail it was nobody was back there at that time it was all covered in snow when I was down at the bottom exploring, and ran into a, um, I believe it was a, it was a red jeep with uh, Washington tags, and it was full of people's stuff. It had a guitar and tent and like, you know, somebody was either moving or hanging out in their jeep. But there was no tracks all the way back to it. It was two or three foot of snow, and I was kind of like hopping underneath uh, pine trees and the big trees out there. So I had, you know, I could get back in through there without having to go through a lot of snow. But I took a picture of it and called the sheriff, and uh, they totally ignored it. I went out there several times, and that thing was still sitting there, and it eventually got cleaned out. I didn't take it, or, you know, I wouldn't think about taking it, actually i'm thinking there was a crown scene <laughs> but they're like how oh, you how you know it was uh it's been out there a while and i told them well there's no tracks i was you know on the road at all
1: right and they didn't even care when it was obviously well it was a scene whether or not a crime is irrelevant it could have been an accident scene um somebody could have you know been out there in this jeep and you know they Went for a hike just like you did and fell down or had a heart attack or whatever. Yeah. So it was it was obviously either a crime scene or an accident scene. I mean, obviously one of the two, because they didn't just abandon their Jeep and their stuff there.
0: Right. Now, occasionally it uh, pops up on my Facebook, because I remember posting it at the time. I actually posted it right then at exactly that moment. So occasionally it comes up in that uh, little thing about... You know, memories.
1: Yeah, memories.
0: <coughs> that's,
1: that's pretty interesting. So so it was a big bird of prey you saw that was headless.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I always went out hiking. I had two uh, big old lab mutts, a mom and a son. So I uh, also had that. And, bigger, and a lot of people would call me Moses because I'd walk around with a big old hiking stick, big long one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) you walk around with a Moses stick, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious. Uh, You know, I've... That's happened to me before. um, Before I realized what was going on. Um, I don't go into too many details, but yeah, my surroundings had been altered. And then the Lord told me, "No, Matthew, this ain't ripe. Right. Look again." And I looked again, and things were different. Uh, literally, my, literally, I wasn't where I thought I was at. Something was misleading me, and it could have been very detrimental because I was, uh, well. Do you know Stone Mountain in Georgia? Yes. Uh, It was there, up on the back side. Uh, I don't know if you still can, but then you could walk all the way up the back of Stone Mountain, all the way on the top. Uh, They also used to uh, have, like, a ski lift where you could hitch a ride up there. But me and two of my friends were walking up the back side, and literally like a bolt of lightning, stop. And my friends, you know, what's going on? I said, just stop. Something's not right. And sure enough, if we'd have kept going that way, it would have gotten ugly really quick. Because somebody would have overstepped their bounds. And it probably, well, they would have least at least uh, been very broken when it was over. So... I've, I've had things like that and seen strange things like that before. The Holy Spirit let me know that, no, Matthew, this ain't right. Somebody's jerking your chain. And it's, it's, it's very strange when that does happen. And it's uh, not very often. I mean, basically two or three times in my life where that's happened, where God let me know that my surroundings were being altered. My perception was not from my senses, what I was receiving from my eyeballs and my my scent, my taste, uh, uh, every all of my perceptions was not being received from those organs. Um, my surroundings had been been altered; they were changed. My perception had changed, and that's a pretty scary thing, uh, especially when you see something. Um, and you think it's alive? You think it's a creature, and it's not even there. That's been put into your mind by something else. Right. It's just uh, uh, off you skating because if all your attention's on that, your attention's not going to be on whatever's causing it. So, anyway, uh, not you know I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, it, it's pretty interesting that you were up there in Oregon and other places and you've seen strange things like that um tell me th- uh, this uh, are you married or have you been married no i never have
0: married i've uh come close a couple times <laughs> but uh no really now you know mm. i've i've got me my my companion my honey bunny but uh but I never have locked down and and done that yet. Um, and why do you think
1: that
0: is? You know, I uh, I don't know. Um, I just don't know. I just uh, eventually get tired of somebody, I guess, or they get tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, well. well, you know, like let's say my I had a my last ex. She was a uh, not all in on uh, Jesus and God you know she's told me she believed in Jesus and God but then you know different kind of nature things would roll in and um, you know wanting to go pray to this goddess or that goddess and and different kind of other things showing up around the house <laughs> you know, <I'm> like <clears throat> and then she would uh, you know almost harassed me about, you know, reminding me when I wasn't being Jesus. <laughs> you know what it is? Um,
1: so she was using that to her advantage.
0: Yeah. And, well, that don't really fly with me. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not Jesus. You know, sorry about that. I'm trying to be. But, uh, I am not Jesus. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> I, know, I actually remember telling a few people in, we'll call them angry situations where, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know if you would ever go do any praying people, but uh, you, if you do, just pray that I never stop believing in God or Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you better hope I don't, huh? <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. What else did you want to talk about? Shoot, we're down here to... uh, We're going for one hour, right? All
0: right, yeah. All right. How about um, one of my favorite ones here is the old, um, you know, uh, the first thing that Jesus says in uh, the King James. In, like, Matthew 3.15, when he says... uh, and of course, I, this is the King James and other versions say it differently, but I uh, always thought it, you know, as a young person thought that the first thing that Jesus said was suffer, but it, you know, it says, suffer it to be so now, for thus it is becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And I thought that was such a mind blowing a verse. And probably never really fully understood it. You know, like I said, you know, it's going to be probably different in uh, Hebrew or the Greek.
1: Well, yes, it, it certainly is because it's. It, this is very hard to, to translate in English. Uh, but basically, yeah, that's that's what he's, he's coming across to say that, yes, I am permitting this and you should permit it because the Greek is, is not like English. But Basically, it's it's the case here is we are permitting this at this time. So only now we're going to permit this because it's to fulfill the rightness or the the thing that's supposed to be done. The thing that's supposed to be done. So so literally speaking, is. Yes, Jesus is saying here well yes uh, I am the son of God and uh, nobody should be baptizing me but this is an act of absolute submission that I'm permitting John to baptize me so this is critical to the time that well we just talked about this at the beginning of this program it was a beautiful time so He's literally telling you that this is a time-critical event, that it's a beautiful time for this to be done, and that's why we're going to do it. That's the whole point. So, it's verses like this that catch people completely by surprise, but yeah, that's the only way to really translate this in English is exactly that way he's permitting it at this time it's a beautiful time for me to be baptized here's John we're going to have John do it am I greater than John? yeah so literally there's been times in the classroom and I use this verse as the example as to everything happened to happen at a beautiful time because you have to realize this
0: have you read the next verse? Well, yeah. But uh, I got it up here. and uh,
1: Go ahead and read the next verse
0: then. And... Do, 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 let me get my... Alright, and then he finishes it off and then he suffered him and that would be John the Baptist baptizing him.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: that's right. And then it goes on and... Uh, and and jesus when he was baptized went up straight away out of the water and lo the heavens were opened upon him or unto him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and lighting upon him
1: and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased so let me get this straight you never realized that that verse was talking about it being a perfect time and you thought that these verses were separated because literally this is exactly what happened you realize these from verse 13 to the end of this chapter it's perfect timing john was in the right spot at the right time he was baptized at the perfect moment that's literally what it says. It says he went up straight away out of the water. You have seen that, right? Mm-hmm, he yeah. went up straight away. Well, when you look at this in the Greek, yeah, literally, that's that's what he's saying here. It's it's outhos. It means straight away, right now, uh, uh, immediately. It means uh, this instant, and. You never put two and two together that literally this is why it was a beautiful time.
0: No, I never really saw it like that. I kind of...
1: Well, why not? Uh,
0: I had a... I guess I saw it. A, I had a different take. And then what happened here is a while back in the... I don't know, 92, I started writing down just the words that Jesus said and left out everything else. And... Um, and that verse to me, and, you know, and I probably explained it wrong to people uh, over the years, uh, that, you know, to me it kind of meant that, you know, this is, it's on now. I'm here, and it's on. And being a Christian is not going to be easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not going to be easy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's not going to be easy. It's not not going to be easy. That That was kind of like my take, my knucklehead version of just, you know, that verse. Now, you know, since then, I've discovered that I should really go with, you know, 10 or so verses ahead of it, 20 verses, and then, you know, read on further past that to get to actual, what is trying to come across in that, that verse. And
1: you've been studying it for this whole time. And didn't ever see that this was perfect timing that literally this this had to be done at this time because heaven was getting ready to open. It never occurred to your mind that this had anything to do with with like a celestial navigation.
0: No, no, and but I am getting into things like that at this point, but um, no, it never really ran into it that way yeah about you know the timing no other than the timing of you know it's right now i knew it was you know bam right now
1: well i wow was well, kind of um, like
0: you know that was kind of like the beginning of jesus's you know his uh things uh The prophecies and things you know he's also here to fulfill those prophecies it's on um, the the show this is the beginning again kind of thing
1: well let me ask you this Um, you're going to think it's a little bit off topic because like I said you've been thinking about this verse your whole life in a different way than I did but let's go to uh, uh, John chapter 1 verse 51 straight out of the KJV and he saith unto them verily verily I say unto you hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God descending and descending upon the son of man so you never realize that these two verses were related that this was literally uh, well you also have this uh, with the star that stomped over Jesus when he was born right right I mean, you do realize that what the Magi did, they were plotting celestial coordinates on the ground. I mean, this is how every air and nautical almanac works. Everything's plotted off the stars, because they're fixed in the heavens. And if you know what's at a right angle to the horizon, you know what's standing directly over you, and you can plot that course on a sphere.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, actually I do.
1: (laughs) so so it it amazes me that that you just read that verse by itself not understanding that this had to happen literally if John hadn't been there Jesus probably would have grabbed some stranger and said hey dude baptize me we got 30 seconds left
0: okay all right okay yeah I can see that now
1: so you realize that the location must have been key critical but key critical because, of course, the children of Israel entered the promised land by crossing what river? Jordan? That's right. So, literally, this must have been that location where the Israelites had crossed the Jordan literally to the time and the day, celestially speaking. Right. So, you know, and I don't understand why you didn't read the the rest of the verses there and not understand that that's what it was for. It was perfect timing.
0: Well, I'm kind of a knucklehead sometimes.
1: <laughs> 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 well, well, I, I I guess that is the name of your show, Nuclear Knucklehead. Uh, so okay, all right. Well, that's pretty interesting stuff. Um. Well, we're at the top of the hour here. Uh, so, any last questions or anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um. Okay, one more.
0: I was talking on my show about um, demons and Satan and how it's you know it's a real deal. You know, you get into believing in the Bible, you got to have. Uh, there's a lot of supernatural stuff that come along with it. You know, yeah. And, you know, when Jesus was around, it seemed like he was casting demons out left and right when he was walking around, him and his guys. And I assume, mm. you know, they're still out there, the demons. Yes. But there's really nobody out there, you know, casting them out left and right. No. Anymore.
1: That's right. And... And you're asking me why that is?
0: Well, that was maybe (laughs) because I was, you know, putting them. These people are they? Could they be in people in the government, in the church, in the Seven Eleven,
1: all the above? Yeah, and that's what it's really coming down to. This is what you're really wanting to know. The simple fact that it's obvious many people are under the influence, right?
0: Right, yeah, I, I titled that and, show Satan Has Been Spotted
1: <laughs> Yeah, and nobody's doing anything about it okay. And I'm sorry, but I'm agreeing with you, and nobody's doing anything about it um, The problem here is, is, you know Well, we talked about this earlier, that I'm not trying to sell you anything, Bentley. I'm sorry about that, but I'm not. Right. And most of the preachers, most of the people out there calling themselves servants of God are emphatically not that thing. They're not that thing. Right. And if they did try to do this thing, they would be in for a world of hurt because (laughs) if the Lord is not with you you're nothing but a punching bag to them but they're not going to dance with you if they don't see you as even a threat anyway so I'm sorry to say that to you but that's the truth there's nobody fighting them because there's nobody resisting them anymore
0: right okay you know i'm just i personally have
1: you know well i
0: don't think i ran across a demon i've ran across just maybe a, two people i might say were what i thought was you know my idea of evil but also roll with you know i just get away from those kind of people <laughs> i actually have a little uh, miracle story for a guy that was uh agnostic and i happen to have a roommate that turned out to be uh, a devil worshiper and he was cutting himself and you know and i told my other roommate i was like dude i got to roll i'm going to pack my car and i'm leaving and he's like well dude your car don't work (laughs) i was like no it'll work today it will get me down the road and uh he walked out with me and when i turned my key and it started it blew his mind I was like, dude, I told him, I was like, you need to get away from him, too. <laughs> and that's the last I saw either one of them. Well, I'm still friends with the agna- agnostic guy, but he's a Buddhist now, and we kind of go back and forth occasionally. But uh, he did get away, and he said it got a little bit more creepier around there. But <laughs> I walked out and started at old Honda hatchback and was gone. <laughs>
1: I hear you I I hear you I've uh, had some pretty extreme well very extreme situations like that where unfortunately uh, that kind of stuff isn't happening you don't hear of any deliverance going on because if you did you realize it'd be all over the front page news it would literally be on CNN if someone truly was casting demons out of people and uh, on a regular basis and healing and everything else like that. And the problem with that is is that nobody's fighting them and they know that. So,
0: Yeah, I I have to admit, I'm not fighting them as much as, you know, just trying to do my own thing with God and Jesus and, you know, maybe I'm just not around them. You know, I don't run into them most of all or most of the time, or maybe there's a lot more around me, you know. Like, you know, I think some of the ideas rolling around these days, like especially like flat earth, are just like I see that kind of as Satan himself, you know, just screwing with yeah. people's heads. Yeah, it is, but yeah,
1: they're they're want to do that, they they love screwing with people, so yeah
0: in their head i remember sending you a question uh probably a couple of years ago about the flat earth and you know mm-hmm. you told me they were stupid so i rocked and went with that All
1: right well you know just just like the hebrew word that means flat um just talked a little bit about this today is in your strongs that's age forty three thirty four. Yeah, it's nowhere near any commentary about the earth, so if the Bible was going to say the earth was flat, it would say the earth, and then that word, and it's not there. Sorry, it never says that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous for some things to talk but we have to remember that these are the doctrines of demons. These are cunningly devised fables to get people chasing their own tales. And if you're chasing your tail, you're not going to be whooping his tail.
0: Yep. Yeah, and yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I guess, uh, you know, I'm sure we could go on for hours and hours. I know I could, but uh, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I appreciate the time that you gave me and the listeners.
1: Well, you are most welcome. I had a blast. Um, I always, uh, I always have a blast when I come on to talk about whatever. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy just propagating the kingdom of heaven. So, we didn't get too deeply into the scripture or Jesus, but we did propagate it. That's uh, that's what I do, and that's what I do best. So, I I had a blast, but yeah, we're gonna have to jump off here because I have another phone call in fifteen minutes. So. Or 20 minutes now 20 minutes so I'm going to have to get off and get ready for that because that's in a different language so <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm going to be talking with uh, some people in Europe so there's going to have to be a translator in between us but they need to know what the Bible says so that's what I'm going to do
0: well go give it to them
1: uh, I certainly will of that you can be well rest assured <laughs> so I had a blast Bentley I really did thank you for letting me come on
0: well you're welcome And thank you. All right, well, I guess that's it. You have a lovely night. Tell them I said hi over there in Europe.
1: (laughs) I certainly will. God bless. Godspeed. Bye-bye. Hey, check it out.